0: So so alright, poll time. Ready? Poll time. Yeah. Uh how many betas have we installed amongst the three of us? Zero. One. One. Ah, excellent. Uh John, which beta did you install? Uh iPad OS 13. Uh, I see I, I can't tell if it's iPad OS thirteen or not, because Apple is very it is. clear. It's funny, it is, but in all the no, branding, so they it believe, just says believe iPad it says OS. That. No, in all the branding it says iPad OS, but I think there are a couple places where it says iPad thirteen. Like if you go to the beta page and it well, lists yeah, but- the versions it says ios 13 mac os catalina yeah but and the, profile, OS. the
1: profile for it says ios 13 and ipad os 13 so come i on,
0: know bro. but it's they're not there i think they're avoiding numbering it as such too obviously because people will be like what happened yeah. to ipad os is one through 12 right right you've been enjoying them all along this is this is a this is a hole they have dug themselves into <laughs> that's that's why it amuses me. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you—you've—you've you've only asked one half of the question that I care about, though. So, Moltz is running iPad OS 13. You're running which one, Dan? I'm also running iPad OS. And are these on your iPads? Your day iPads or your night iPads?
1: <laughs> I have but one iPad. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is, this is on my.
2: This is on my
1: spare iPad. <laughs>
2: So for multitone a backup yeah. iPad and for Dan, it's not, it's on it's not even on my
1: regular iPad. That's correct. I think I could. I think I could easily put it on my regular iPad because I don't use it very much. For that's anything. why it's I did it.
0: It's nothing critical super. for
1: me. Yeah. So I I
0: decided to do it to play around with. So far, I mean, it's buggy, but I don't know. A lot of people. There have been a lot of people saying that they're like, "Oh, oh. They don't install these. They're terrible." And it's like I always advocate caution, but I have so far it has been, you know general bugginess for me uh, but not like crippling it's totally broken bugginess Yeah.
2: Well, I'd like it... the listeners at home to know that when Dan said general bugginess I Thank saluted just to... <laughs> general bugginess
1: um, I think there but doesn't it do some funky things I'm not sure if, if the iOS versions do, do but I think funky Catalina does some funky things with your iCloud
2: stuff does some funky things with your iCloud well, <laughs> I have read that both uh, iOS 13 and Catalina can potentially okay. do some funky things with yeah, your I, I, I haven't have run into too. anything yet, but neither have I. But someone said
0: notes and reminders were notes and reminders were the ones that people threw out there. And I, the one thing I did note was when I opened reminders, it did say like if you want to take advantage of some of the new reminder stuff, you have to upgrade your reminders on all the devices. So I just, and, but it gave an option to just say upgrade later. So that's what I did. Smart. I am. I'm smart.
2: Well, I was reading it as a, a problem for third-party apps, right? Where third-party apps that use iCloud for data storage were having issues if some of your devices were made on earlier uh-huh. versions. Okay. But I, I'm I'm an early adopter in general. I have many times upgraded to early versions of. Well, I've never really upgraded early to Mac OS, but I have upgraded early on iOS plenty of times. Yeah. But public beta one
1: is Cat- Catalina is the one that I would stay away from
2: the most, probably. But I, I'm not a public beta one kind of guy anymore. Not my old age. Now that I'm more <laughs> molts than man, I feel like I would rather <laughs> wait until it's more stable.
1: Well, I did it because I had an extra. I happen to have an old iPad that was still compatible with an iPad Air 2. So right, um, like I go
2: on a trip tomorrow as we record this. And I was like, there's no chance of putting a beta operating system on my phone. Like it's it always shortens the battery life. That's the one thing that I'm going to worry about on this trip is battery life when I'm like snapping photos and yeah. using crappy cell phone. Network.
0: I worry about you backing up that truck
1: oh can you hear that extremely oh, loud fucking? yes beep? i can yes
2: <laughs> i was the, the same
1: comcast truck that was backing up and down in my alley yesterday <laughs> <laughs> one of Maltz's best tweets of all time by the way <laughs> if you you. Missed it. I'm sorry. You. uh no i i'm with you like Any, anything uh, related to they might be giants is always good <laughs> thank you
0: um i'm with you Alex because i'm you know we're going on a trip at the end of july and i'm like i'm I resisting every urge to update my iphone at some point to- at some point between now and then <laughs> So tell me,
2: what are you actually excited about having on your iPhone that you don't have now?
0: What am I excited about having on my iPhone? That this is a, thats the. Uh, you repeat the question so that you have time to actually look at the webpage that has all the
2: iOS. See, that's just it. Like on- I didn't feel incredible <laughs> temptation because I haven't been lusting after specific features. I think if I didn't use Gboard so regularly, I'd be like, I need that keyboard. But I'm sure that I'm going to have growing pains with Apple's version of a swiping keyboard anyway.
0: I really Um, like... I've used it on the iPad a little bit. I really
1: like it so far. I'm excited to use that
2: on my it.
0: I
1: used it a little bit. I like it fine. I don't know. I I still feel like, to me, it's another thing that I have to learn kind of like... you know, those glyphs on whatever. The, it is not like pilot. graffiti. Come on. <laughs> it just seemed, But it is, a, but it is a, it's a different skill. <sighs> there is a thing about it though. Fast. There is like a reminding, you know, you have to remind yourself how to, to that, that that thing exists and here's how to do it. See, uh, and I, th- I may be too old. I think, I <laughs> think There's that's no question. You can't teach
0: an old molts new tricks. <laughs> <It's> I <laughs> think <true> for me, <laughs> it, it's huge just because anytime I am pecking out, like walking and like trying to type with one thumb, I'm always frustrated. And I just being able to do that with the swiping, I find yeah. usually well, we'll a see. huge improvement. We will see.
1: I will
2: see. You know, I, maybe, I, maybe I will take to it. Here's my very specific question that maybe you guys can answer. Using the Gboard, when I swipe to spell words, it shows me other words or things that I might have intended to type uh, as its suggestions. When I type and I hit, you know, space, it shows me what the next word it is that I think I want. You don't have to hit space in between swiping words, right? So you swipe over the, and then you swipe over podcast, and then it's, it's ready for the next word. I want to know if the Apple swiping keyboard suggests the next word in your sentence after you've, like, released, or if it also makes you hit space before it suggests the next word in your sentence. This is the thing that it slows s- me down.
0: It seems to require you to hit spacebar. based on God what God damn it. About. Well, then I'm just the done. Next, I'm going to throw away word. all my iOS yeah, devices.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Well, you had a good run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eh, Did I was
1: all right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just trying to be nice. I have a uh, a non Apple update for you. Wait, are we moving away from iOS? There's lots of we, well, stuff. Yeah, to I talk know, about. That's that's no, hey, please. A dwell, dwell. <laughs> so the thing that, the thing that I found funny is that um, one of the first things that it asked me to do was was whether or not weather, to decide whether or not weather could have access to my location. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious because I kind of, I tapped away from it too fast and I didn't actually give it an answer. And then the weather widget thing was just blank for until I rebooted (laughs) because there was no place to go back because there's no weather app. (laughs)
0: On that's the iPad, right. still that's
1: right. There was that's no, literally, weird. no place I could go to change that setting. At least that I could find.
2: Not even in like um, the uh, the th- other than rebooting and have it ask me again. <laughs> what about on the screen to the left of notification Center, whatever that's called?
1: That's right. That's where I looked. That was the first place that I looked, and that's where because I mean, that's where the thing. And if you tap on the weather widget there, it opens up the um, page for the Weather Channel mm. in Safari which is really stupid i mean just i don't there's no there's no calculator there's a calculator on the watch now but there's no calculator on the on the ipad which is good for james um <laughs> but and there's no weather app still the lack of the weather so, app seems particularly strange it just like, it just seems just, I, just don't even it d- I don't make it bigger i don't under- i don't see what's so hard about I that i do one. not understand what the deal is
0: I uh, I have to say I really do like pinning widgets to the home screen on the yes. iPad. that is yes. I I huge... just did that this
1: morning and I really enjoy it a lot. Um, is it intuitive so doing it? Def- definitely looking forward to that.
0: Yes, it's what's a little weird about it is that. So you mentioned like the screen that you swipe to, right? Like with all your widgets in it, it's no longer really a screen. It's like a, it's more like a slide over. So if mm-hmm. you say it's the same gesture, but it looks different when you mm-hmm. do it because you're not like moving to a separate page. Um, and so it took me a little while to sort of just figure out exactly what I was doing but now that like now that I've done that it feels very intuitive to me and yeah. I don't I don't even worry about going to it as much because once you've pinned stuff on your homepage you can just scroll through all your widgets on your homepage and to me that's just so much easier than going to a separate page and having to worry about that so big all fan right. of that I think that's a really
1: nice improvement when do you get them back oh there they okay. are <laughs> <laughs> swipe 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 <laughs> Um and I like I like dark mode. I mean, I don't like dark mode on on the Mac because I find it confusing to figure out which window has focus and it just can't deal with that. But it's obviously less of a problem on iOS iPadOS because Usually there's only one window i at any given time. i got a
0: fun bug about that, which is um, that kind of ties into that. And thought to myself, it's harder to tell in dark mode if you have a page open in, say, private browsing mode because it uses yes. the same themes. But what's yeah. funny about that is private browsing mode is not currently available on my iPad. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why that is. The bug just disappeared. It's very strange. Several people have told me that's the case. I did have, at one point way back when... I had enabled like parental restrictions to do something like I think it was like to turn off some of the music features that you could only turn off if you turned on like yeah like music restrictions and I just left it on, figuring like that's fine. And I think it disables that if you have some like content restrictions enabled. But now that I've disabled that, it's still not there. So I think there's a bug somewhere in there. Seems yeah. hilarious and it though. is
1: weird. It is weird that I guess the color of the. Is the color of the URL different in private mode? I'm trying to figure out what is the difference. It looks like the the URL. Well, except that's not the same. Let's see. No, it's not that either. Yeah, it is. Like I think it's basically impossible to tell when you're in a web page whether it's private or not private. Now,
0: weirdest thing to wrap my head around in iPad OS is the treatment of multi multiple windows. Perhaps it's very strange. It works. But my like just trying to figure out like in my head what that means because you can have multiple uh instances of an app open, it's very odd to kind of be like, oh, now there's a way to navigate between windows in an app. Whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. It feels a Did little bit that sound like I I a little figured that out yet. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. So I was playing around <laughs> with that for Safari. So for example, you know, in, in previous versions of the I- iOS and the iPad, you could do the two Safari panes next to each yes. other. You can't really... They they basically made that part of the multi-window mode. So it's not that there's two oh. separate things. Like, there's now just multiple windows instead of the quote-unquote Safari split view, which was always a little bit of a hack. Um, so yeah, now you can do that, but you can also do that in notes or email or whatever. And then in order to actually see all the windows for them, you have to like bring up the dock and tap on the icon when you're in the app.
2: That's yeah. the confusing part for me. That, that's the one part that doesn't sound confusing to me, but I haven't used it yet, so I'll trust you. If Dan says it's confusing people, it's confusing. Trust him. Well, what's, con-
0: <laughs> what's confusing about it to me is if I do it, it only works... So the app has two different behaviors. If you're in an, if you're in an app and you bring up the dock and you tap the icon for that dock it shows you all the windows for that app but if you tap on a separate app that you're not looking at it just takes you to that app which feels to me a little bit strange
1: yeah oh i see what you mean
0: i mean it makes again it does make sense it's just slightly inconsistent yeah. and kind of weird um but i i get what they're going for
2: is the uh, and i don't know if you can answer this question but if is the left most screen the one that is the the main one meaning if you've got multiple windows going for notes and then you multitask with notes by default is it left like how does it know which thing to show
0: that's yeah it's not even really quite how it works that's the thing there's no such thing as a main window yeah like that is not really a concept (laughs) i mean you open an app and then you can drag a separate part of that app like into a separate window essentially
2: like sure yeah but it's you weird. could have two notes side by side now, yes? Sure. And yeah. we So then if I switch apps and I go to mail, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to multitask and have notes on the right side and mail on the left side. It's not going to show a shrinked down version of multiple windows of notes, is it?
0: Oh, okay. So what happens is I drag... So I went to mail. I dragged notes into the split view, and it actually gives me kind of like the overview windows. Like, which window oh. do you want to use?
2: Well, then that's so, exactly what it should do. See? Yeah, there you go. Thanks, Steve. What
1: you can't do... <laughs> is that the programmer who worked on that yeah
0: one thing that you can't do which is a little weird is there's still no way to tell which
1: window has focus
2: <laughs> no yeah, that's annoying bit. that's that's too complicated a problem
1: <laughs> right right no one can solve that problem
2: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> i i don't even Let know alone which window has focus and which is a private window. why don't they put one in dark mode <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah you can't right. kill you can't kill one part of a, like if you have two windows next to each other you can you have to do and you want to like quit that or like you know get rid of that whole it gets rid of both apps. very strange. um all of this feels a little bit like they made a choice with split well, you view. Can,
1: you can swipe up to remove a window, one window mm-hmm. though if you go to the if you tap on the icon and go to the multiple window view,
0: yes, that is true, but if you're in split yeah. view with two different apps, yeah, I also can't quite figure out slide over now. they changed it slightly because you drag like another app into slide view and then getting rid of that app is kind of annoying because you have to do the, like, th- so now the app, the slide over works kind of like the iPhone 10 home screen where you've got, you swipe up from the bottom of it and it gives you all the apps that you have in slide over. And then, so you have to do two movements to get rid of the slide over screen because you've got to switch <laughs> up into that switcher and then flick it away, which seems very com- like.
2: <laughs> two very movements complex. is probably the grossest way you could describe that, but that's fine two (laughs) movements
0: one movement and then a second movement
2: a movement of two you're saying
0: uh yes a number
2: two movement got it
0: (laughs) now he gets it Mm -hmm.
2: um well speaking of things that can move you dan uh if i can interrupt you for just a moment uh just one. Many people are moved by having digitized versions of their old analog memories. Uh, support for today's show comes from Legacy Box, the world's largest, most trusted digitizer of home movies and photos. Uh, Dan and I have both gone through the Legacy Box experience. We digitized uh, videotapes. For me, I did the ones where it, there was like the, the two different versions of small videotapes. I had some Hi8 stuff and some VHSC stuff. I just threw all that stuff in there, some VHS tapes. And they send you back, and a stack of photos, and they send you back, uh, you know, uh, whatever you want. USB stick, DVD, however you want to get that stuff back. They'll give it to you, plus a, a thumb drive. So save your family films and photos from degrading or being lost forever. All you have to do is send in your legacy box filled with old home movies and pictures. They'll professionally digitize your moments onto a thumb drive, digital download, or DVD, and they send all your original recorded moments back, along with the perfectly preserved digital copies. It'll give you peace of mind and a great sense of accomplishment. Better yet, It will ensure that your family history is preserved forever, even yours. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering our listeners an exclusive discount. Discount, discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash rebound to get 40% off your first order. That's LegacyBox.com slash rebound and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past for the future. It's a great present. I added to that tagline just so you know. <laughs> well done, thank you. Oh, can I do uh, one
1: quick fu uh, before I forget? Yes. Um, on a previous episode of this very show, I was complaining about the Apple like TV app not having a but i not having buttons to go back and forward All like right. 15 seconds. It does now like the very, I, like later that afternoon, I think I was watching something and I was like, where the hell did that come from? So I can only assume that it was like something that was added in a recent update, but it, uh,
0: I think it was added in the same update that moved it from the TV to the TV
1: plus app. Yeah, that's why that's what I assumed. But um, anyway, I just wanted to point out that that was no longer the case. Thank you for that quick you.
0: Uh, you? <laughs> I uh, I wanted to mention one feature I did just try on the, the OS uh, an hour or so ago that I thought was really cool. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it's one of something that they, I was looking through the list of features and it doesn't quite work as, as described yet. Um, so essentially dictation is supposed to let you, if you have multiple languages, like multiple language keyboards enabled, it's supposed to be able to auto detect what what language you're speaking and put down the correct text. That part doesn't work, but if you (laughs) tap and hold on the dictation key, it does let you choose what language to dictate in. And so, I, you know, like, I switched it to, like, French or something, and it's, like, you know, spotlessly dictate, like, just started putting French in for all, what, like, you know, what I was saying, and I was, like, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It worked for Russian, too, which was pretty cool, too, as you see, like, all the Russian text show up for, like, (laughs) things. It will be better if they fix the automatic part because that is how it's supposed to work, but it's still a pretty cool feature to be able to dictate in multiple languages. Anyways, I thought that was nifty. Someday you'll just dictate okay, in English so. and it'll just whoops.
1: type it all in French. <laughs> Stop! How do I turn that? Oh god, damn it! What have how you how I done? I guess you have to turn that on. Uh, you have uh-huh. to enable
0: keyboards for the languages. Oh, I see. Okay, and then it okay. just uses the same the same
1: set of languages. <laughs> all right, I got a couple. What I got? What I got was whoops. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's uh, French for yes, monsieur.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I got other stuff, but Lex, you wanted to bring something up earlier, so figured I'd throw it back
2: to you. Sure. I was going to say that I now have in my home, in my possession, a Google Home. Uh, I, I, oh. Not an ad, but I signed up for a service. It might not actually be in New Jersey. I don't know, but it's something called Arcadia Power that. Was uh, a service that, that looks at your electric bill and can switch you to other electric carriers who are using greener and cheaper energy and they're like, if you sign up for free we'll send you a Google Home with no obligation. And I signed up and they sent me a Google Home. Uh, which I did not expect. I did not think that it would work. Um, but uh, there it is. And so I, calling, are you calling them liars? Uh, no. I just didn't think it would happen. Uh, the, the Facebook feed was like, Fill people." there's no way this could possibly be true. It was a Facebook ad that I saw. And ads work, everybody. Buy podcast ads. And so the um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I got it. And it doesn't work with Apple Music. It doesn't work with Amazon Music. Um, so I'm not using it for music. But what I'm excited about is I've told you before. I've whined on this podcast before. About the fact that um, I set up some if this then that triggers with uh, the echoes so that I could turn on and off the TVs in the basement and the family room and, uh, you know, dim lights or whatever. And sadly, Cavo has not yet uh, allowed the ability to distinguish which Cavo you should be triggering. (laughs) So if you say in the basement, the trigger to, to set up the basement TV, the TV in the family room also goes on. It's worse when it's the opposite thing, right? If Liam's upstairs and he's like, turn off the TV, and another kid and I are in the basement watching a movie, uh, that'll yeah. turn off too, <laughs> which is a delight. <laughs> uh, so it's a, it's a Lex world problem. Yeah, yeah. So what I intend <laughs> yeah, to really. do is use the Google uh, Home device to set up a separate account with if this, then that, and like link one Cabo to it and one Cabo to the other. That's the plan. <laughs> Jesus.
0: You know, man, that I was going to say, that is such a dumb solution, because it's like having one computer that you Skype on, another computer you record on.
1: <laughs> but I already have the I computers. I work with Monsters. <laughs> I didn't buy anything extra. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> or sign Neither up for did a service he. to get something extra. <laughs> he got it for free.
0: Uh, Lex, this is a Google Home, not a Google Home Hub. Correct. It's the non-screen version. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay, that sounds cool.
1: Yeah, I I recently disconnected my Cabo. Oh wow! Um, I, I I simplified my TV setups um, on the two TVs that we have in the living room. Yes, we have two TVs in the living room, on opposite Wait ends of this guy. <laughs> what is wrong um, with all of you? <laughs> <laughs> if we ever fix the basement again, we'll probably just have one TV in the living room. Do you record uh, on one TV and whatnot? <laughs> but I I reset up both TVs so that they are not on the internet, and um, I take away the Cabo. Just because I, I, mostly just because it was confusing the situation too much. Like it was just another thing that we had to go through. And, and we are at the point now where we have, we have too many devices to hook up to the TV. So, so I have had to um, tell (laughs) Hank basically that, okay, if you want to use the PS4, you have to unplug the Xbox one and (laughs) plug in the PS4. And He's completely fine with that, and but the, the when I go to the home screen now on the TV, it makes so much more sense. It's so much cleaner. It's just like okay, there's the Apple TV, there's the Switch, and then there's either the PS4 or the Xbox One, and there's no there's no like ad, there's no like, you know there's no like twenty different streaming service uh, things that are on the TV as well as on the Apple TV, forcing you into a decision as to which one you're going to use in order to watch something.
0: Yeah, I I actually am with Moltz on this one. I I disconnected my CAVO a while back just because I... Everything that I watch goes through the Apple TV now. So it actually just complexified things to have an additional device sitting between the TV and the Apple TV. And I've got the, you know, uh, the Xbox and I've got the Switch, but it never really controlled the Switch particularly well. And for the Xbox, I think I mentioned on the, at the as we talked about it previously that it added just a tiny bit of lag. Yep. Yeah. That was a, the other reason why I did. Yeah. It was kind of a little annoying um, yeah. for the the games I play on the Xbox. And yeah, uh, I've got enough uh, HDMI ports that I now have because one the fourth <laughs> one was occupied by the Mac Mini, which is no longer there. So I have <laughs> I have a spare now. <laughs> what happened to your Mac Mini? Well, let me tell. <laughs> I had a couple other things on my list. Actually, I was going to comment. I think last week I talked about the fact that I was thinking about switching my AT and T phone to a uh, eSIM. Yeah, and I tried that. And as people How'd that who, work re- out from you. your Twitter <laughs> feed may know, it went poorly. <laughs> poorly. Yeah, <laughs> because the person I think did not know what they were doing, um, and I ended up having to pay five dollars to replace my physical SIM, which was <laughs> maddening. And I've been trying to get AT and T to uh, talk to me, and they are they are totally stonewalling me. They have not even responded to. Uh, uh, They're like, "Oh yeah, DM us," and I did, and nothing, literally nothing. <laughs> Which is <laughs> effing terrible. I'm thinking about just starting. Just to- stop
1: saying things publicly. That's what we really want. I,
0: I think that I'm gonna start just like talking, DMing them every day, just conversationally, like, "Hey guys, how's it going today?" <laughs> yeah, right, right. How are you doing? How's it going? Do you uh, you feel like do you sim? You want to fix the sim thing? <laughs> No, I'll take it tomorrow. That'll show. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it was a good use very, of your time too. It was
0: very irritating, and I don't understand. And I I went to do more research on this online and found that like they're basically unprepared for this. They really want you to just add a second line naturally, uh, because apparently that is very easy. And I think they have to they have to do shenanigans behind the scenes if you just want to switch it over. But I, in theory, it's it's no different from if you needed a new sim on your existing phone line because you lost your sim. You'd think. It, it apparently, but it still requires somebody at a store or on customer support do something on the back end.
2: Right. Uh, I just want to know what idiot yep. called it a uh, uh an e sim versus a sim sim. That's what I called it. Because <laughs> it's like a virtual mm. like a sim SIM. <laughs> mm, mm, <laughs> can't get it. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it's a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <Yes. laughs> Anyway, uh, did you not sleep? I slept great, actually. (laughs) What are you sleeping on these (laughs) days? I'm sleeping in an Indochino suit. Uh, It's what I intend to wear to Dan Warren's wedding, and it's what Dan Warren intends to wear to Dan Warren's wedding. Although we're not going to wear the same Indochino suit, but each of us has a made-to-measure suit. Do we not, Dan? We do. Well, some of us have have two. Some of us have it in our possession. <laughs> the average host of this show has one Indochino. <laughs> <seat>. <laughs>
1: you know, I almost bought one, and I missed the like. I I just dilly dally too long and didn't get didn't, <laughs>
2: didn't well didn't do I've it good in news time. for you. John, but now it's too late because there's a new sale. But Indochino makes made-to-measure suits. Dan likes them so much he's wearing one to his wedding. I like them so much I'm wearing one to his wedding. But they make suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. You can visit one of their 40 showrooms in North America or you can just measure yourself at home and shop online at Indochino.com and you submit your measurements and your design choices, colors and lapels, linings, pockets, buttons and then you relax while they professionally tailor your suit. This week, John Moltz and the rest of our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $369 at Indochino.com as long as you use the promo code REBOUND at checkout. That is 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, shipping is free. Again, that's Indochino.com. The promo code is REBOUND for any premium suit for just $369 and free shipping. It's an incredible deal for a premium made-to-measure suit. It's custom or bustum as far as I'm concerned, but they're still going with once you go custom, you don't go back. I prefer mine. I do free taglines as a service for podcast advertisers. Once you go custom, you don't go back. Custom or bustum. Indocheater.com promo code. I think it's because custom or bustum doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's yeah. also true. It could be that. Yeah. It could be that. But is it memorable? That's the question. Soft layer. <laughs> is it is. I will. <laughs> it's it's hard
0: to get out of the brain, that's for sure I, I saw something online that made me think of you guys Because it just seemed like the kind of thing we would talk about Did you see the video of Tom Hanks at CES Doing uh, I sure did Doing the Sony keynote from I like 2009 It is fantastic I didn't watch the whole 12 minute thing But I did watch the like 2 minute clip that's what That was first surfaced And it's great It is so great Where He's, he's <laughs> very clearly, clearly
2: under contract to do that uh, but he acknowledges he, he, he has he acknowledges not read the he didn't words didn't read it. Yep. <laughs>
0: um, ahead of time. And, and he just keeps adding parentheticals where he's like, everywhere I go, I see Sony
2: on the cameras on this. He's like, uh, I've never actually seen that. He's <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> then I watch it on my Sony branded television. And, uh, when I want to curl up with a book, I read on my digital e reader, the ki- the Sony e reader. <laughs> And then he's got this, like, mugging for the crowd for, like, a solid ten <laughs> seconds of, like... Mm. Basically, if nothing else, what I learned from that video is that nobody yells at Tom Hanks. Like, there's... First right. of all, he doesn't yeah. have to give a shit. Yeah. And second of all, yeah. he got yeah. in no trouble. Like, what's... Yeah, I was gonna do? say, that what are you nice. gonna do to
0: Tom Hanks? He's bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> he is the Luke Cage of, of celebrities. I'm the Nick Cage of celebrities. No, don't do that. Mm-mm, don't be that. It's a bad idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: is it time for picks
0: (laughs) (laughs) peak elk (laughs) uh i have one other exciting piece of news tell us Uh relevant to this show well oh i know what it is
1: two weeks count down i was oh yeah i
0: was
2: worried i wouldn't be here (laughs)
0: prime day Mm, prime day it's
1: prime day dear uh you'll get ready for prime day deals you hang your deals by the uh by the chimney you gotta start stretching yeah yeah, Can leave out, uh, work out your, work your clicky finger, leave, uh, <laughs> the
0: mouse and the bourbon out for the Prime Day, um, fairy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, uh, we'll yeah.
2: Prime Day. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that guy, Ooh, he is
2: surly. <laughs> he really is. The, um, he's unbearable. I think the ongoing concern with Prime Day is I, I love it and I will undoubtedly find something to buy on Prime Day, but, uh, cutter. Uh, always shits on both prime day black friday and cyber monday <laughs> can i do both for three things it, 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 they they shit on all three of them like oh they're not really that much better than any other deals sometimes they're not as good as other deals but it's a special day <laughs> it feels it is, special, it to day not a special the spirit day. of prime <laughs> it's day. a special day of deals yeah I, I,
1: just, I do have a I have a um i have a fl- <laughs> i think i have a flash memory card that i bought uh on either last year on prime day or last year on uh, black friday and i've not used it even once so <laughs> I'm so in, they're right <laughs> i'm in the market for some external storage and i'm hoping that there will be
0: some deals some sweet sweet deals because uh for your mac mini yes <laughs> <laughs> to replace my my poor mac mini i i've yet to pull the have trigger you, have you settled on how you're gonna do that I haven't because I can't figure out what the right, like, A, there was a problem of like, well, I have these pieces. What parts of these can I reuse? Like a two terabyte SSD. Uh, what can I do with that? And I'm, you know, debating like, well, I could stick it in a, a RAID enclosure or something, but then I need another two terabyte <laughs> SSD because apparently yeah. sticking a uh, hard drive in with a
2: SSD is a bad idea on a RAID. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, uh, I don't care and, what I buy, as long as I get to buy things. That's my feeling. <laughs> that is the true
1: meaning see, of Prime see, Day. Exactly. I was going to say that. There's someone who has the true the true spirit of Prime yeah.
0: Day. <laughs> don't look for specific deals for things you need. <laughs> exactly. Just click that's and buy.
1: Saying. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so,
0: yeah, I've got some things I'm looking for.
1: I don't know. Yeah, we'll I, see well, what happens. I do want to upgrade. So, I mean, I'm plexing currently with a MacBook Air, and it's not it's not great. <laughs> so... I am looking for a deal on a, buy a, 2000, a 2018 buy a Mac Mini. You want to buy a used Mac Mini? I
0: know a, I know a guy. Uh,
1: probably not that one.
0: It's mostly fun. No, it's not functional at all. <laughs> it's a lie. Yeah. Well, then that's why. Yeah. They were selling refurb Mac Minis on the Apple Store. A few weeks back, but those have all sold out. They have the
1: they have the older ones right now. They they have the old bad ones though. Yes, and I'm not buying an old. Yeah, that's the thing where it's like either you
0: want to go as you know back to the era of mine where you could actually upgrade stuff, or you want the newest ones. But the ones in the middle are the worst of every world. Yeah. Yeah, I I still think about that because I did the thing where I like priced out like okay how much would it cost me to buy you know the NAS I was looking at and a couple drives I'm like that's ah, actually like about as expensive as a new Mac Mini or was one of the refurb versions of the Mac Mini but then I need external yeah. storage and it's like oh, then and that adds on so part of the problem yeah too, I've is considered
1: like, I've considered a NUC but yeah a what I just I don't feel like dealing with Windows
0: what's a nuck it's the little tiny intel computers yeah uh God. basically like the kind of like not quite a raspberry pi but for windows Ooh. but
1: sort of that yeah 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 that's that's pretty much my reaction i too. had
0: the brief like oh man the new there's a new raspberry pi that you can get like tricked out for like 60 or 70 bucks um but then again you need storage for it and it's like that's i'm kind of just trying and to find i don't, I don't trust solution. it to
1: transcode things either also fair and i think that's that's my current problem is is the the, the uh that error, the 2011 error is kind of choking on transcoding
0: supposedly the uh, synology nas do okay with that i've heard both good and bad things but i guess there if you have a plex pass which i do you can enable hardware encoding or transcoding or something so that i guess makes it a lot more efficient or faster but mm. Part of the problem I'm running into is I have, you know, essentially the backup drive I'm going to be restoring from is like an entire, you know, super duper clone of a Mac. So I want to pull files (laughs) off it, but I don't want to move everything onto an external drive because I don't need to move the system. But it also adds a challenge in terms of my Mac mini was where I downloaded all of my iPhoto or my photos, iCloud photo library. Jesus iCloud photo library in full quality, but it's all stored in the photo library, so I don't know what to do about that. You mean to like if you were going to get it out of there? Yeah. How do I? Yeah. Because I already have a, I have the photo library on my iMac. It's just not the high quality ones. So, can I replace them? I don't know. That sounds like a mess. Same thing for my iTunes library. I have like all of my iTunes stuff was downloaded, you know, automatically onto my Mac Mini just to have copies of them. But how do I? What do I do with those? It's all kind of a it's all kind of a mess. And every time I start thinking I've got a good solution, I'm like, Nah, that doesn't
2: work for yeah. this. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, right. right. Story there's, of my no, life. there's no perfect answer. <laughs> <laughs> every time I think I have a solution. Uh, I have a, a I was going to say tangentially related question. It's really barely related. I know that Dan and I have embraced smart devices, particularly smart speakers. We don't mind that they're listening to everything we say and do and invading all of our privacy. Um, I wish they would listen better, because then I wouldn't have to produce this
1: podcast. Yeah, but like, it could, just, it could just fold it all together.
2: But my question for you, John Moltz, is do you have any smart devices in your home? Like, do you have any Internet of Things connected stuff? Uh, not anymore. You've removed it. I'm trying
1: to think. I'm trying to think if there she is was literally a. Oh well, yeah, there is situation. one thing. What's that? There is one thing. There is the. There's our uh, which occurred to me the other day, and um you know, it kind of bothers me. Is is our bed? <laughs> 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 so there's that. It's a sleep number bed, isn't it? Um, it is. Yeah. Which I, and I still like the bed. I, 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 I think we both like it. And, uh, but uh, I, you know, I'm, st- I'm still leery about the connection stuff. Um, but I, I've gotten rid of everything else basically. And we had two other, we had two other things from
2: advertiser. <laughs> well, Kava wasn't really an advertiser, right. but. Um, but like, what, what's your concern about what um, a bed company could know? Like literally just your sleeping habits when you go to sleep. Amongst other things. Yeah. Say more on that. Uh, other, other things that we use the bed for. <laughs> I don't feel like the sleep number app is reporting back to you on. Hey, I noticed. I think I think it's reporting everything.
1: <laughs> interesting. It does. I mean, like it reports when you're on the bed.
2: Okay. So. Interesting.
0: What are you doing? Sleeping? Get up and get to work. <laughs> yeah.
1: And to, and to be honest there have been a couple of times when i've gone and taken a nap and i kind of just don't want my wife to know <laughs> wait does it like ping her was like a john no, she looks you can see you can yeah. see the other person's like sleep number and can stuff it, like that. <laughs> can it like, tell if
0: does it alert you like if the dog went and laid down on the bed
1: uh yeah actually sometimes yeah because um there have been times when like Karen's gone away for a, a weekend or something like that. And grant will sleep on her side of the bed. And it looks like she's been, you know, cause he's 90 pounds. So he's not, a, he's not a small dog, but I, I like, if it was a little dog, I don't think it would do it. But
0: see, I see, I would think it could be smart enough. They could realize, right? Like, Oh, 90 pounds. That's not like the same weight as
1: the person I, normally. You know, I, on I, this. I, I, I'd have to look again. I think it registers him, but I'm not positive.
2: Cause th- what had me thinking about this is that every once in a while, I get uh, consumed with the idea that I should have a smart garage door. Dan Frakes got one years ago, <laughs> and he tried to convince me that I should do this. Dan Frakes, formerly of Macworld and formerly of The Wirecutter. Now of some other place. and um, mm-hmm. But he was like, you should get the one. paper company. And I was like, I don't understand why I would need that. He's like, oh, well, we're constantly worried that we've left the garage door open. I'm basically never worried that I've left the garage door open. Like once every year, maybe I'm worried that I left the garage door open. And twice every year I do. Uh, I'm only worried about half of those times. But um i thought it could be convenient potentially for like contractors or if like somebody's coming by the house to drop something and then they could be like hey i'm there and then i could just open the garage door for them and i was curious Mm -hmm. and dan you don't have a garage if memory serves right you park on the street so you're both useless to me so thanks for nothing you're
1: welcome we we can't i don't even have like an automatic garage door because there's something wrong with our garage This is completely unrelated to technology, but Doesn't sound well, that way. it's a sort of technology had people to come yeah. out and fix. We've had people come out and fix our garage door opener like five times and every single time it lasts for like three months and then it stops. It won't, it'll, it starts going down and then it stops and it goes back up. And I don't know if it's like the frame of the, like the whole garage just needs to be taken down and rebuilt or what it is. John, but I can a, tell you what it is. It's ghosts. It, or it's ghosts. Have you
2: called <laughs> Ghostbusters? Speaking of which, this episode is also brought to you by the Ghostbusters. If there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? Custom or Bustum. <laughs> it's Ghostum or Coastum, obviously.
1: Well, it's got bust in the word, it, it, Exactly.
2: <laughs> Bustum makes me feel good.
1: Next week, Suits for Ghosts. <laughs> 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 I wanted to
0: share with you because I knew (laughs) Maltz especially would appreciate this. I I saw this elsewhere, but I just saw it retweeted by Marco Arment. Someone managed to get a using the new feature in iOS 13 where you can attach uh, an external USB storage drive. Somebody managed to get a zip drive working with it. (laughs) (laughs) I will say I think they cheated because I believe it's a USB zip drive. And yeah. if, for real points you you want to get us like a SCSI model working. Is what sure. I feel. Well,
1: that's the only one I have. <laughs> I also I
0: I think I got rid of mine, but I definitely had one. I have an internal one in my Power Mac G3 that's sitting over there. So, we yeah, you you get do. the SATA <laughs> one converted to Ooh, actually that's entirely That plausible. feels more doable, yeah. I <laughs>
2: Yeah, right, right. I just every time you guys make jokes about zip disks, I have this memory of the the bad sound that zip disks should make when something was bad. <laughs> The clicking. Was it it that way much worse than the bad sound it made when things were working fine? (laughs) 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 It was slightly worse. It was slightly more concerning because I I feel like if I heard that sound even now that it would like send a bit of fear into my stomach.
0: (laughs) I feel that with hard drives even like there was like a like noise that happened with hard drives and you were like oh no that's not good.
1: But
2: SSDs they're so quiet.
1: Yeah. When they fail. (laughs) That's right. That's right.
2: (laughs) I um... (laughs) There's there's no way to tell this story, which I think is relevant to people who like technology without you guys um, taking the piss a little bit. What are you going to do? But so I had to have a mobile repair happen for uh, my new car where uh, my new car has fancy doors on it that uh, detect obstacles and it only lets it the back door open if it feels <laughs> uh, that there are no obstacles in the way. And only I kept doors. saying to Liam, what the hell are you doing? I said it nicer than that because his door was constantly like, oh, there's a, there's an obstacle. I can only open like two inches and even little skinny short Liam couldn't squeeze his way out. And he had to come out the other side or I had to like hold the button to override and it was what's going on. And finally, I, uh, I asked the, uh, the Tesla mobile repair unit to come out. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's just a broken sensor. And they replaced it like there in my driveway. I wasn't even home. They unlocked the car by themselves, <laughs> they, which they told me they could do ahead of time. They said I didn't have to leave the keys. They just leave the car out. And they uh, got in and uh, took out a broken sensor and put in a new sensor. And um, car technology is scary. That's the point I wanted to make here. Technology. I like Lex <laughs> like, that so you're
0: basically the opposite of the Fast and the Furious where <laughs> those cars, like, they do unsafe things in them all the time. And your car is so safe. That you can't even do, like, reasonably normal things.
2: That's correct, yes.
1: Say, where can the listeners hear you guys talk about the Fast and Furious more?
0: Oh, wow. I'm glad that you asked, John. And I'm glad that people want to hear more. You can go over and listen to us at Not Playing with Lex and Dan, where Lex and I are currently watching all of the Fast and Furious series. Uh, Maybe. I think the first two have aired. Third more we watched at least the first four those will air after that there are no guarantees
2: we're gonna watch the fifth we're gonna see the rock show up and then who knows if it's if this one's not good i'm out that's what i told <laughs> And i'm gonna
0: have to scramble to come up with what the hell we're doing for the rest of the season we'll
2: figure <laughs> it out
1: there's
0: a lot of movies out there there are there are there are mm-hmm. we've
2: even potentially agreed on what the next season's going to be but i don't think we've announced that yet
0: no we'll leave that for someplace else you'll
2: tell me after the after the show's over right that's that'll right, that'll get announced are. on turning this car.
1: <laughs> 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 it's called branding, people. <gasps> Hashtag Brands. brands.